Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles, please, to probably the most famous, famous passage of Scripture in the whole Bible, I would think. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Can we give God's praise for that Scripture right now? Because that is just an amazing, wonderful Psalm. It's a wonderful Psalm. It's full of life, it's full of hope. I know it's normally brought out in times of valley. But most of the psalm is not about the valley. That's one line in it. You know what it's about? The Lord, my shepherd. That's what the psalm's about. And it's saying, does it matter where, when, what? If he's your shepherd, you know it's going to be good. Amen. Today I want to talk about the goodness and the mercy of God. The goodness and the mercy of God. Can we say that? The goodness and mercy of God. Let's say it again. The goodness and mercy of God. The Psalms full of incredible promises. You make me lie down in green pastures, places of abundance. You're with me, you lead me, you comfort me. You you prepare a table before me right where the enemy can see. (laughs) I love that. I love sitting down and saying, stay off of my feet. (laughs) The enemy wants to get you. Sit there and enjoy your food. Anybody enjoy food? Some people are real foodies. Yeah, they just, it's like food. And your eyes sort of glaze over. Food. Food. You know, God's food for us, we covered this the other week, is healing. It's abundant provision. More than enough. All sorts of good things on the table that God has prepared for us. I love the passage. I love the psalm. It speaks about how God anoints us with oil. And we know in that context, it's to get rid of the bugs and to keep the ticks off and all of that. But we know the anointing of the Holy Spirit removes burdens, destroys yokes, sets people free. That anointing of His presence But I love the way that the psalm ends. For surely, 
surely there is no doubt. This is guaranteed. Oh, you know, you've got to be careful, Pastor Jay, when you start to guarantee things because you know what's going on in some parts of the world. You know, somebody quotes that, you know, God will heal you and when it doesn't happen, you get sued. It's already happening. Nuts, isn't it? Declare the promises of God and people want to trip you up. I don't care, actually. I want to declare it's guaranteed. For surely... Goodness and mercy will follow you every day of your life. Every day. Surely. Today as we talk about the goodness and the mercy of God, I just got so excited as I was going through just a whole lot of scriptures that we can sort of turn to. And, but I just want us to just catch the spirit of this thing today. God is good. And if you know God as your shepherd, you see, that's at the very heart of this. The Lord, my shepherd. The Lord, my shepherd. That should come up on the screen right now. Boom, I've said it three times. The Lord, my shepherd. There we go. Really, nothing else counts in this, in this passage of Scripture. It's really the Lord, my shepherd. And as a result, all of this. But it's about the Lord, my shepherd. Who He is to me. We are the sheep of His pasture. He's the good shepherd. Aren't you glad you're in his fold today. I would not want to be anywhere else than under the authority, the influence, the power of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. I want to ask you, do you know that he's your shepherd? Not just as a a doctrinal statement, but as a daily experience. The Lord is my shepherd. And everything that that means in that Psalm, this is a reality if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is all about. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believed in Him, you're not gonna perish, you have everlasting life. And for those who received him, different scripture, same understanding, he gave them the power to be the sons of God. Relationship with God, personal relationship. Not just church going, not just a believer, but a sheep. Someone who's led by the shepherd, fed by the shepherd, anointed by the shepherd. Your needs are met by the shepherd. Tables prepared by the shepherd. We know from John that he's the good shepherd. Hirelings don't deal with wolves. Aren't you glad that the good shepherd deals with wolves? The wolves that wanna try to kill your life. 
when we know that God is our shepherd, the rest of it can come to pass. Because it comes to pass because of our part of the relationship. He is the good shepherd, but we need to be his sheep. That's when we can receive of his goodness. Just some points to get through today as we think about the goodness of God. The first thing is pretty obvious really, God is good. God is good. And I know we declare that. God is good. All the time and all the time, God is good. God is good. But I would just want to set the standard a little bit. The standard of what is good is so high in the Bible, it's really clear only one is good and that is God. See, again, it's a bit like the word awesome that everybody uses. I think that word is really reserved for God because we stand in awe of Him. Okay, so we did something. Oh, you're awesome. Well, yeah, sort of. (laughs) Don't want to start changing our vocabulary, but sometimes such an amazing word needs to be used for an amazing God. He is awesome. He is worthy of us standing in awe of Him. Awesomeness comes from God alone. He is awesome. An ice cream's not awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. No, God is awesome. And I know that we use the word good all the time and that's fine. I'm not saying that we can only use the word good in the, in the context of God. But actually when somebody came to Jesus, they said, good master, good master. And Jesus said, whoa, hang on a minute. Why'd you call me good? See, Jesus talking. I think there's every reason to call him good. He said, there's none good but God. There's only one that's good. And again, I'm not trying to undo our, our, you know, the word good in our language. But what I do want to do is elevate the scriptural standard of goodness. God is good. Can we all say that? God God is good. Now, can we say only God is good? Only God is good. That's straight out the Bible. Straight out the Bible. Mark 10, 18, good teacher, why'd you call me good? There's none good, there's no one good but God. Why? Because good is the standard of perfection. Good is the standard of beauty. Good, actually when in the Old Testament, Exodus 33, he said there, I wanna see your glory. I'm not going anywhere unless your glory goes with me. Show me your glory, we used to sing a song. Show me your glory. And God said, well, no one's gonna see my glory and live. It's that powerful. No one's gonna see my face and live. He said, however, I will cause all of my goodness to pass before you. See, God's goodness, <coughs> excuse me, is so akin to God's glory. It's the character, it's the nature, it's the presence of Almighty God. 
His goodness. His goodness. God is good and God shows his goodness. Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. When God got on his son, anointed him, he empowered him to do good in the world that he lived in at that time. Three and a half years, he went about doing good. The goodness of God, aren't you glad for the goodness of God? God is good. You can't get this from anywhere else. And as I was thinking about this, you see, I, I overflow with thanksgiving and praise if I know His goodness. And if all I know is what I could get from somewhere else, I need to get a more intimate understanding of His goodness. Because His goodness is supernatural. He is good. His goodness is life-changing. His goodness is overwhelming. Old Testament passage, love this. Nahum 1 verse 7. The Lord is good. And the inference there, His goodness is a stronghold. See, His goodness is powerful. The Lord is good. Psalm 119, 16, uh, sorry, verse 68. 119, verse 68. You are good and you do good. This thing with God's goodness is not just, well, that's his character. That's what he does. We live in an incredibly polarized world. Sinfully so. And yet there is a polarisation in the world of the spirit. There is the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. There is not a kingdom of greyness. It's light or dark. There's no third kingdom. There's the kingdom of almighty God and then there's the kingdoms of the world. There's nowhere else where they sort of run it together co-share and there is right and wrong there is good and evil and there is no cohesion between the two God is good sadly the world thinks that the devil is good and that God is bad so they attribute all the, all the bad things to God and all the good things to Satan. But the opposite is true. God is good Amen. and the devil is bad. Just to really make it straight. God is good. He is good. 
He does good. No wonder Psalm 34 verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. This is not just to be a theology, it's to be something we taste, we experience, we live in, we walk in, we celebrate. We're overwhelmed with His goodness. I love, I've got so many verses that I could turn to about the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God which leads people to repentance. It's not a big stick. It's not an argument. It's not a forcefulness. It's the goodness of God. And I could get it. We did a whole year last year really on how to lead people to Christ and uh, you know, how to share your faith. It was, it was through everything. And really we've got a story to tell of the goodness of God. We've got a life to display of the goodness of God. And as people see our good works, like they saw the good works of Jesus, then people say, surely there's a God. It's goodness. Everybody say, God is good. It's the goodness of God. Well, if God is good, we've already read the scripture, God is good, you are good and you do good. Point two, God gives good gifts. God gives good gifts. That's almost a tongue twist, isn't it? Let's all say that really quickly. God gives good gifts. It's difficult, isn't it? Psalm 31, 19 to 20. God's goodness is laid up for those who fear God. It's that relationship thing again. James 1, 17. Good gifts are from God. All good gifts are from God. You know, it's really important that we learn how to develop to see the goodness of God. When stuff happens, that's the goodness of God. Really important. Here am I saying that the standard's up there and it's supernatural, but every day we see the goodness of God. And it's important that we acknowledge that and we develop an appreciation for that. And we have a consciousness of that. That's the goodness of God. When something happens, that's the goodness of God. The more we thank God for it, the more we'll see how good He is. And I want to encourage us today as a church to see the goodness of God. To see the goodness of God. That we see it in the little things. We see it in the big things. Psalm 27, 13, I would have lost heart. I would have just completely given up and gone home. I would have got discouraged unless I had believed, come on, that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. The goodness of God, the good gifts that God gives keeps us encouraged, keeps us in faith. I'm gonna see the goodness of God. When all hell's breaking loose, don't worry, God's good. And God is good and He's gonna do some good stuff over there. Even though it may look like I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear anything because you're with me and goodness and mercy are chasing me down. Everybody say, God is good. God gives good gifts. Learn how to recognise the goodness of God. 
It really is the antidote for being a grumpy Christian. (laughs) It is. People who moan and complain all the time, I feel like saying, you know, Christians. You know, the world just does that because that's what's in them. But there's not grumpiness in you. There's not complaining in me. There's thanksgiving and praise in us. And when we see things with an understanding that God is good and we are actively trying to find, you don't have to look very hard, but you're hunting out the good things. When I almost killed the chief of police and the, the mayor and the leader of the council, when I leapt off the stage here on my bike a few years ago. The goodness of God was there that night. I didn't kill him. I leapt up, I broke the bike, but hey, did you see the recovery? You know the story. Gotta see the goodness of God. You gotta see the goodness of God in everything that goes on in your life. Where is the goodness? Yeah, but all hell's breaking loose. But there's something good here somewhere. And when you see the good thing, you, you start to praise God and faith starts to arise. Identify the good. Yeah, but we got, we're having real problems with our kids right now. Yeah, but see something good in there. Look for the good. Look for what God is doing. Because God is good and He gives good gifts. Look for the good. Stop talking about the bad and start to give praise for the good I need to get on. Point number three. Now we've only talked about the goodness bit, but you know what? There are some incredible partnerships in the Bible. Incredible partnerships. Faith and... Faith and patience. Help you out. Faith and patience. Really important to have faith and patience. They're partners. There's a lot of partnerships in the Bible, a number of them. Faith says I've got it now, but I can't see it. I can't feel it. I can't taste it. I can't touch it. I can't smell it, but I've got it. It's mine. Have you got it? Yes, I've got it. Well, I can't see it, but I've got it. Faith believes I have it now before you see it. even while things in the natural realm are saying the opposite. I believe I receive whatever it is I believe and what is happening needs to catch up with what I've already got. Faith calls things that be not as though they already are. So I have no problem saying I'm healed. Well, we can see the lump on your leg, but I'm healed. It's not denial, it's truth. But faith goes with patience. What is patience? It's that period of time between you know you've got it and you can see it. Patience. If you don't have faith, you'll never need patience. Not in that area of, of, of operation. But if you don't have, if you just have the faith, the faith part, and you don't know how to stand and wait in patience, 
you'll get frustrated, discouraged, all sorts of things. So faith and patience is really important. It's a power twin, as it were. There's thanksgiving and praise. They go together in the Bible. I won't speak on it. There's authority and power. These things are like power twins. They go together. One needs the other. They operate together. Well, goodness and mercy go together in the Bible. Very powerful twins. What is the goodness of God? Well, of course, it's who God is. It's what God does. We've got Scriptures all the way through the Bible. Psalm 136 is obviously the big one. There's a statement and then, give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His mercy endures forever. Another statement, give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His mercy endures forever. Every verse in the Psalm is, give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His mercy endures forever. These things go hand in hand. What is goodness? It is what God gives us that we haven't done anything to deserve. It's the goodness of God. You can't earn it. It's just God's good. It's what God gives us that you didn't do anything to deserve. So therefore, how can we define See, these things are power twins, goodness and mercy. What is the mercy? It's what God does not give us, even though we've done everything to deserve it. Thank God for His mercy. Oh. Thank God for His mercy. Now we so understand that God is love and God is good that sometimes I sort of am am concerned that the church, not this church, (laughs) but the church perhaps sometimes doesn't keep its eyes on the fact that God has had mercy on us. You were not conceived deserving heaven. And this is why people say, how can a good God send people to hell? Because that's where we all deserve to go. Quite simply. It's where we deserve to go. Because God is righteous and God is just. But for God so loved the world that He sent His Son to be a sacrifice because God has mercy on us. I deserved an eternity in hell. And so did you. Because if you don't understand that, then you didn't need a sacrifice. Thank God for His blood. We sing about it a lot here. We are a church that's absolutely rock solid on the fact that God is awesome and there is power in the blood. And I thank God for it. We will never depart from that. We will glory in the cross. See, salvation is not just an option for a better life. 
just to say, it's just come up in my mind, I absolutely do not stand or agree with the doctrine of annihilation, which is if you die and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you are just destroyed. That's it, you cease to exist for eternity. No, there is eternity with God in heaven or apart from God in hell. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His mercy. I am a recipient of His mercy. So there's goodness and mercy. You see, if all we knew was the goodness and we didn't understand that, thank God I needed His mercy and He's given me His mercy and He continues to have mercy on me. Aren't you glad when you get it wrong today, there's mercy? Aren't you glad? He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. Now, I don't have a sin consciousness. I'm not going around, oh God, I'm so sorry. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, it's as He is, so am I in this world. I have a righteousness, a righteousness consciousness. The Bible is clear because of the blood, we have no more conscience of sin, which means I don't go around depressed and, and under oppression and guilty. That's not what I'm talking about. But I never lose sight that He had mercy on me. Amen. So thank God for His mercy and thank God for His goodness. And I love the fact His mercy endures forever. You can never do anything that God won't give you His mercy. Isn't that awesome? You can never go so far away from Him that you can't come back with mercy. Still got to respond to it. Don't just take it for granted. Oh, it doesn't matter, does it? Yes, it really matters, but thank God there's mercy for it. Goodness goes with mercy. Now, just to start to close, as the band comes up, goodness and mercy are chasing me down. Amen, Amen? that's point number four. There it is, boom. Goodness and mercy are chasing me down. What does that mean? They follow me everywhere I go, accompany me, pursue me. Chase me down. Ephesians 2.10, we're created for good works. Why? Because I'm being chased by goodness and mercy, which empowers me to then do good like He does good. Goodness and mercy, aren't you glad goodness and mercy are following you all the days of your life? Goodness and mercy to pursue you. I don't know if you've ever been chased. It's not a nice feeling. But when you're chased by the goodness of God. Now, the word actually means to accompany you. Go with you. You know, I, I don't... Oh, let's not go there. That'll, that'll make it... I don't know. People want to go places with people. Can I go with you? Sometimes you just want alone time. Other times it's like, yeah, yeah. Because when somebody else is with you, it changes everything. Sharon sometimes says, I just want to go shopping on my own. <laughs> so I phone all the credit card companies. I, I, I suspend those for the couple of days. Just make sure everything's good. Give her five pounds. I'm so generous. Say, have a wonderful time. I just want to go and do something on my own. Because when somebody else is with you, it changes everything. Amen. 
I know, parents, sometimes you just want a night out without the kids. Yeah, you just want a night out when they're just not accompanying you. Because when they accompany you, everything changes. We'd only just had Christopher and we really wanted a dinner out. And Christopher was only a few weeks old and we took him to the restaurant and we ordered and had to leave because he was just going nuts. So we paid for a meal we never ate. If we'd been on our own, it would have been wonderful. How many of you know, isn't it a wonderful thing that everywhere you go, goodness accompanies your life and mercy accompanies. When you get up tomorrow morning, you're getting up and you're going to clean your teeth, get up, get dressed, go to work with the goodness of God going with you. He's accompanying you. He's with you. The mercy of God, the goodness of God is with you. You don't have to pray that it comes. He's there. He's there all the time. He's there in your meetings. He's there in your family. He's there as you go for the job interview. Goodness has gone with you. He's accompanied you. They can't see Him, but you're confident He's with you. It's the goodness of God. These things make me fall in love with Jesus over and over and over again. Where would I be without the goodness and the mercy of Almighty God? Where would you be without the goodness of God? Perhaps you've been looking at the wrong thing. Perhaps your mind's been set on things down instead of things up. Today's the day to set your mind on the goodness of God. You know what I also love? Last point today, point number five. The goodness and mercy of God is the greatest battle cry. You know, when the enemies came in, they sent out the praise team at the front, for God is good. The mercy of the Lord endures forever. As we have this overflowing in our lives, let's all stand to our feet today. As we overflow with the goodness and the mercy of God, as we overflow, my heart is overflowing with a good theme, amen.